Well, we're here and we're recording automation and authorship. Um, we are not recording live because we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're here and we're talking about PitMad with Kayla McNeil, and that's what matters. Kayla, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Taylor? I'm doing pretty good. Can you go ahead, and, Kayla, and just give us an introduction of who you are? Yeah, um, I'm Kayla McNeil. I have I don't know, been trying to avoid the stereotype of I've been a writer since I could hold a pencil, but basically that's who I am. Um, I recently finished my first book that I would, I guess, take seriously. I've finished three so far, but this one, I think I actually knew what I was doing. <laughs> so I, yeah, I've just been entering the querying world and looking for a place to put my book. Right on. And I didn't introduce myself, but <laughs> I'm Taylor Bailey and Kayla is actually my sister. So I have read a lot of what she's written. Um, the last book that she is currently querying, um, I think is really, really good. And I'm really excited to see who's going to pick her up because I think that'll be a great move for whatever agent decides to represent her. Um, well, thanks, Taylor. You got it. <laughs> so automation and authorship is kind of a it's a cross section between my engineering side and my writing side. And I know that there's not a whole lot of overlap there. Um, so throughout the show, we're kind of going to talk about where they overlap and where they don't. Um, I'm finding that a lot of people who are writers, no surprise are very um, like more creative and artsy. Whereas I tend to consider myself a little more logical and analytical, um, but I am seeing that there's there's a crossover there, and so um, I'm excited to explore that with with both writers and engineers and see where we can go with that. So today I want to talk to you, Kayla, about PitMad because you introduced that to me a few weeks ago, and I'd never heard of it. And frankly, I think we're both pretty new on Twitter, so. For other writers in the Twitter community, um, can you explain what PitMad is? Yeah, so like you said, I am really new to Twitter, and I guess it just occurred to me one day that I should probably be on there. So I went on, and I was surfing through the writing community on there, and I saw this hashtag. I was like, it's hashtag PitMad, and I was like, what is this? That doesn't make any sense. So I looked into it, and um, to my surprise, it's actually a really big deal. It's um, a quarterly pitching contest that happens on Twitter, and it's just one day every three months where a bunch of authors take to Twitter to pitch their books in 280 characters or less. Very cool. And so how does it work? What are the rules on how you participate and how uh, agents and other people are participating as well? Yeah, so you have, as authors, you have three tweets allowed during the day for each manuscript that you're pitching. And so you can choose what to do with that. You can have the same tweet three times, or you can manufacture three different tweets and, and post them whenever you want, but they, you're only allowed three. Um, and I chose to do three separate ones. Um, and you can have comp titles in there or whatever the case is, but you use the hashtag for PitMad and then you use hashtags for your specific genre. And then throughout the day, agents all over the world are surfing the, the uh, PitMad 
hashtag and just looking for tweets that they find interesting. And if they find your tweet interesting, then they like the tweet and then you get really excited and you go on their profile and you try and find the um, information that they've posted about how to pitch them. And that's just a way of them validating you before you have to just go out and cold query people. Very nice. And so the rules are, if you're, if you know what you're doing, you don't like other people's tweets, right? Because yes, <laughs> that get you in trouble. And so, yes, I, I, what was it? It was like a pre pit mat or something. Cause it wasn't the most recent pit mat, but there oh, was. Yeah. So they do a lot of different pitching contests. And this one was a sci-fi fantasy specific pitch contest. I think that you had seen evidence of before. So it's kind of like pit mat, but um, when one of the tweets popped up, yeah, you'll, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. Well, so you had retweeted it. Cause that's, that's a common courtesy within. Yes. When, Right. When you're during, I guess one of the other things that you're doing during PitMat after you post your tweets is you want to go and retweet a bunch of people and hopefully they retweet you as they like yours so that you can be more visible in the um, piles and piles of tweets that are going out. Right. So you had retweeted someone's pitch and I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, <laughs> I like the way this is <laughs> sounding. And so I liked it. And then this guy immediately follows me. Like, I swore he followed before the heart even turned red. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this, okay. This guy's really excited about riding, whatever. And then I was talking to you about it later and you were like, oh yeah, he probably thinks that you're an agent and you should probably clear <laughs> that up. So I did and I told him like, hey, I really like your pitch. Uh, sorry for liking it. I <laughs> have some things to learn. But so if any, any listeners are going to be participating, make sure you don't like other people's uh, tweets just retweet them that's what you can do to help support so you participated in pitmad this year i did not i had a few people that i agreed to like retweet their tweets and actually let's let's talk about that a little bit because yes. i have changed my mind a little bit on that whole situation so it's like we said, it's kind of common courtesy. Like you retweet someone's thing and they retweet yours, but it, there's this huge rush before PitMad where everyone is saying like, Hey, who wants to retweet my stuff? I'll retweet your stuff. And everyone's like making all these packs to retweet each other's things. And as it turns out, a lot of those people aren't pitching that good of ideas. Like that's just the way it is, right? Everyone's pitching and, a lot of ideas just are not that great. A lot of ideas are great. But what's your opinion on, you know, do you just blindly retweet all these things or do you try not to enter into those like solemn oaths to retweet things before you see <laughs> what it's about? Well, yeah. So I spent at least three solid hours just retweeting people <laughs> at one point during fitmat like I got a babysitter so that I could sit there and retweet all of the packs that I had made um and I think it, most people do it that way I think in the future I would open it up like I would still post hey you know drop your drop your account or whatever down in the comments and I'll check out your tweets and then you can make a list of all of those people and go look through and see what you like. But I would say instead of committing to blindly retweet, it makes a little bit more sense and is a little bit easier easier on your 
creative side. <laughs> if you just say, I'll be happy to check out your work and um, possibly retweet or something like that. Because like you said, there is a lot of stuff out there that you don't necessarily feel great about flooding the market with that because it's clearly not very well thought out or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because that is still a big step in the right direction to say, hey, I will put you on a list of tweets that I will look at. And if your pitch is good, then absolutely I'll I'll retweet it. But yeah, it, right. it almost feels like, I mean, I re- retweeted a couple of people's tweets because I said I would, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't know if I want to be tied to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I will say, um, it is, like you said, it's part of the culture, the retweeting thing. And so I don't think, you know, you pin your pitch to the top of your page. So if an agent is looking at you, they're going to go and they're going to see your tweet on your page. They're not going to go and say, oh, look at the hundreds of tweets that they retweeted. And these must all represent their talent level because they know the name of the game. Right. Um, but but I agree with you. I think it is. It's it's nice to leave yourself a window. For sure. So what was your experience with Hitmat this year? Um, so it was awesome. It's really cool to see the writing community come together with one goal. Everybody today is flooding Twitter with all of these great ideas. It's very invigorating um, to see all of that. I did. So it started here in my time zone at 5 a.m. And um, when I, I scheduled my tweets and then when I woke up, I had two likes. One of them was from a random profile picture of Gollum (laughs) and one of them was from a freelance editor so they were just random um not not the types of likes that I was looking for but it was still invigorating to watch and then I ended up getting an agent like around 8 30 a.m so that kind of drove the um, mood of the rest of the day I was very excited about that it was it was fun to be validated and to be part of that community for sure and so you did get a like or a, from an agent, right? I did. And then I was really, really behind on my retweeting obligations. So I told myself I would look into the agent after I got a little bit caught up on the retweets and it was the hardest two hours. <laughs> and then I looked into the agent and she was legit. She had a great, um, a great agency that she was working for and her manuscript wish list really matched um, what I was doing with my book. So I got really excited. I started filling out the form online to submit all of my stuff to her. And then I held off for a while um, to submit, to actually push the button because it was really hard (laughs) for some reason to just send it all out there harder than I expected. But I ended up hitting send later that night and then um, relying really heavily on the fact that her website said they would get back to me within two weeks. So then I just waited for a really long time. And what's been the response there? Yeah, so I was smart and sent out a few other query letters while I was waiting, but I ended up actually this morning getting a rejection from that agent. Oh, <laughs> so <man. laughs> yeah, it it is what it is, but honestly, I'm not upset that I did it. Um, I would definitely do it again because I think that there's something more to be said about just getting positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. and positive energy into your efforts because even just like, I can't tell you the high that I was on. I think I got 
three and a half hours of sleep the night before pit mad. But just that one agent like was enough to drive me for like two days. <laughs> and so I got a lot done and I, it's, it's a motivation and a drive that doesn't just die when you get the rejection. Sure. And, and, you know, I can't, I don't want to speak for you, but I've been kind of stuck with my own work in progress that, um, you know, I, I just, I keep revising it and I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, when I finish this last draft or this next draft, I'll send it out to beta readers again, and then I'll revise it again. And then maybe I'll query or whatever. But I think you get into that step of, okay, I'm querying now. That is a huge milestone. And, and frankly, like your first rejection is a huge milestone as well. And I like people celebrate this Uh, from what I'm seeing all over Twitter, like people are celebrating their first rejection, because that's just, it's inevitable. i I've never met or talked to anyone who just pitches somebody or queries an agent. And then first thing they're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Well, that's, that's what I was telling my husband that day. I was like, okay, I got one agent like on the first query, the first pitman I've ever done. And I'm sending out a query to her. If I get accepted and I get a deal off of this, that would be like people in the writing community will shun me forever. <laughs> that would not be acceptable. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay your dues, right? You got to get right. <laughs> hundreds yeah, of rejections I'm first. Yes, I'm definitely going to go out and buy a frame, print out the rejection, all the, the usual celebratory things. <laughs> but the thing is, with the rejection, that what the agent is saying is, I am declining to like represent you right now because of like anything right it's not exactly what i'm looking for it's not like the right time for this type of thing or whatever else like agents have very specific things that they're looking for and if your book is good but doesn't fit that they're just not going to represent you because they have they have so many options of um you know of people who are querying them and so they can find the ones that are specifically lining up with what they're looking for. And so that's, I think, another important thing to remember is if you, even if you're, you keep sending the exact same query to different agents, different agents are going to be looking for different things. And you could have one agent reject you and one agent be like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Let's do this. So it's, it's not yes. a, your book is bad. It's your book is not exactly what I'm looking for right now. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of their form letters say that <laughs> a lot of the, the emails that I'm getting back are, yeah, don't, don't give up. It's just not the right thing for me right now. Right. Tell you what, I don't envy having to send those rejection letters. Oh, I know. We, we demonize these agents a little bit too much. I can't imagine that they're actually happy about this. No. In fact, I'd like to have an agent on the show sometime just to talk about that. What that's like. I, I, I imagine there's quite a bit of, um, copy paste going on there just because they are getting queried a lot but um, yeah, it still can't feel good to you know okay I'm going to send out today's rejection letters <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and I've seen you can track queries online and so I've seen they get you know they'll send out 10 rejections a day or something like that it's it's not a not a happy business to be in no so tell me about, but I will, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, I do agree with you about what you said earlier with PetMad. I feel like gave me a deadline 
And instead of getting stuck in that vortex of like, edit, beta read, edit, beta read, you, it gave me a chance to say, no, I, because you can nitpick your manuscript forever. But at some point, you just have to admit, it's never going to be absolutely perfect. You're, there's always something you can edit or tweak, but it's time. It's time to send it out into the world. And I think that that, was, that is one reason that even though Pitman didn't technically work out for me, I think I would definitely say that people should do it because it's an exercise in um, committing to your work and really seeing what you can do and by to meet the deadline. I mean, I ended up having to write a synopsis in like two days that I was actually really proud of. But, you know, I got a lot of stuff done because that was a deadline and that's something that a lot of the times as writers we don't have. We have, you know, this creative, you know, we can just work at our own pace or whatever. But I think Pitmad was really good at that, giving a, a deadline to work towards. Sure. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I really like that. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, just in case any agents are listening in and they want to pick you up? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my book is a fantasy book written about five girls who are entering a stage of life that they think they have been told is a really complicated life and it's going to be hard. And they find out that they have magical powers. And so um, as the main character is going through what she thinks is going to be a normal hard life, she realizes, oh, there's actually magic and that's going to give me something to focus on and do um yeah <laughs> very cool i uh, really admire the ability that you have to just throw that into a few sentences just now because <laughs> well i mean i've read your book right and it's not the latest draft but i if you asked me to summarize your book, I'd probably spend the next 30 minutes trying to summarize it. And it would just be like talking about different plot points that I can remember. Like <laughs> That's such a hard <laughs> well, skill to develop. And I think you've done a great job with that. Oh, well, and I still am working on it. I feel like whatever I just said, I'm not even really sure. But if you don't mind, I'll read you the tweet that I sent out on Pitman. Yeah, absolutely. So Avery escaped crippling pain in a boarding school full of spies and it is hopeful for her new rural Pennsylvania home. But a murderer is enticed by magic Avery never knew she had, and he will steal it if she doesn't master it quickly. Mm, very nice. See, when you have time and weeks to work on something, it comes out a little smoother. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that's the whole, I mean, that's the thing behind writing a book that's like, oh, you can write a 110,000 word book, but you can't read a two sentence pitch like well yeah i spent many years crafting this book <laughs> and so you have <laughs> yeah. to take time to craft your pitch as well and i think you've done a good job of that well thanks so um let's not dive too deep into what your book is about because i am really excited for the readers to be able to read it um published pretty soon here i'm confident <laughs> that's gonna happen get some positive energy out there but I do yep. <laughs> lastly want to talk about um, what has been your experience with the writing community in general on Twitter, because I have found them to be very welcoming. And I mean, you just even throw the hashtag writing community on the end of a tweet and people are interacting with your tweets and complimenting your ideas or giving you suggestions. I, I just think everyone's been so supportive in my experience. What's your experience been? Yeah, absolutely. Same experience. I think it's it's very 
there's a lot of toxicity out in the world and a lot of people are very excited to shoot you down or um, underestimate you. But I feel like when you get into the writing community on Twitter, they're very, like you said, very welcoming, very ready to share ideas and help um, build you up. I, at some point I was concerned because I had never written a synopsis, but people were saying that you needed to have a synopsis ready for PitMad. And so I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of time to learn a ton about this, but I would love to get some feedback. And I don't, I don't have a lot of writers other than you in my immediate pool. So I, I just sent out a tweet on with the writing community hashtag and said, is there anyone willing to swap synopsis feedback? And I got, I think three people within the first day and we all shared links to our synopsis pages and we did edits and followed up with each other after PitMad. And I still have a couple people who I still talk to that I I'm really excited about their careers and they seem excited about mine. It's, it's been really cool. Very cool. I, it's been crazy to me because Twitter since its inception until about six months ago, I always considered Twitter as like a place that people catch up on celebrity gossip and garbage like that. And I don't know why, (laughs) but that's like, I I made a Twitter like five years ago or something and I never used it. And I've just preferred like Instagram. And even then I just keep my followers like pretty small and the people that I follow, I'm just a very like introverted person, I guess. I don't, care too much about having tons and tons of followers or following tons and tons of people but my experience with twitter recently has been that there are like a a lot of really good ideas and just intelligent people who are using twitter to create communities and i mean even my good friend nate elliott he has made so many connections on twitter that have helped him in you know getting jobs and in getting direction on how he wants to go with his career, different things like that. And seeing that with him kind of made me think, okay, I, maybe I need to join this community. And then I find the writing community on Twitter and have already learned a lot from them. And now I'm amazed to say it, but I'm sold on Twitter. It's just, <laughs> it's just weird. I don't know. Do you feel like that too? Yeah. Like it, it's hard it's hard to know at first what you're getting into, but then, yeah, as you start diving in and you see how unified the voices are in, in certain subgroups, then you can finally start kind of working the system and figuring out where you fit and where your people are. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Kayla. I think we should do this more often. Um, Yeah, this is great. I'd really like to have you on and talk about like specific writing techniques not that any of us or either of us are necessarily like experts experts, obviously but I'd like to hear your opinion about it and hopefully we can get some good conversations going um, you know with people in the chats or if we bring other people on the broadcast that we can get um, conversations going about different writing tips as far as like the business side of it you know with querying and pitching and all of that side of things as well as like specifically, you know, what do you do with a character that you don't like or, <laughs> or no one else likes, yeah. but you do, you know, <laughs> just things like that. Uh, I'd love to dive deep <laughs> into with you. Yeah, that would be so fun. Well, if people want to follow you on Twitter or anywhere else, what's a good place to find you? Yeah, on Twitter I'm and Instagram, I'm just 
at Kayla McNeil. So that I would love to connect with people. All right. Sounds good. And that is M-A-C-N-E-I-L-L-E McNeil. Yes. All the letters you can fit in my name. Every letter. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Thanks, Kayla. All right. Thanks, Taylor. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye.